If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome. This is the We Nerds Immune podcast, where we love all things empath, spiritual, witchy, unexplained, and spooky. Hosted by me, Dee Safier, co-founder of the Goddess Temple Twickenham, and joined by lots of special guests. This is Dee, and this is the We Knew the Moon podcast. It is the place where we like to talk about all things empath, spiritual, witchy, unexplained, and spooky. The official podcast of the Goddess Temple Twickenham. So do check that out, goddesstempletwickenham.org. Also, if you want to watch the unedited videos of season four, then do head over to Patreon and become a patron of any value for a monthly subscription. And you will have access to video episodes of all of season four. So that's patreon.com forward slash we knew the moon. Today I'm joined by Sarita. Hi, Hello. Sarita. Again, I feel like I um, part of the furniture. This yes, I love having you on the podcast. So Sarita, you are content creator. You've got an amazing Instagram at Hey Sarita. Mm-hmm. Do check her out. All the links are in the show notes. And you have your own podcast, Women Who Rebrand. Mm-hmm. Amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. Do check that out. Today is really exciting because yeah, last week we talked about New Orleans and yes. basically planned our holiday together while <laughs> making the podcast episode. <laughs> but this week it's your turn to present a topic to me. And that topic is not a surprise to those who listened to last week's episode, but for those who haven't, it is drumroll. Vampires. Vampires. Yes. And by the time this goes out, you would have gone on a fabulous trip, the homeland of, well, I'm going to say it's the homeland of vampires. Where are you going? Romania, right? I'm going to Romania. Yeah. So I'm going to Bucharest and I'm having a day trip into Transylvania to go visit the Bran Castle, which is Vlad the Impaler's castle. He was like a warlord or something. I'll know more when I get back, but... Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, apparently based Dracula on him because he had this bloodlust. There were lots of rumors about him (laughs) killing people and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Obviously, Vlad the Impaler is not a kind of cutesy nickname. So it gives a bit of an indication of his character type. Yeah. um, Yeah. So I'm really excited. I've always wanted to go. Was supposed to go with my partner. He fell ill. Tried to get you to come along, but you're being I loyal know. to your job. Blah, blah. So I'm going with my mum. <laughs> Which will be amazing. And I'm so gutted that it wasn't like a week later because that's when I finished my contract. And I could have come and seen all this vampire stuff. And well, you may know now or even after listening to this podcast episode that I have a special place in my heart for vampires. I don't know why, but there's just something quite sexual about vampires. Yeah, for sure. They're always portrayed Mm -hmm. as quite sexy beings, huh? I Mm. mean, seducing people and the sort of, (laughs) the idea of everlasting life has been a seductive idea in lots (laughs) of cultures. I mean, for me, I can't imagine anything worse. We were watching, I, I was talking about this in the last episode, we were watching interviews with a vampire 
<laughs> like, I suppose if you're, if you have eternal life, you've got more time to make money, but also True. imagine if you were a vampire living for eternity, but you were poor and homeless. You'd be like, fuck this, man. Will there ever be any kind of escape from this, you know? Well, the generational worth must be there if you're living forever. And I would just make every day fun. You would have to. I would have to. But it's funny that you say that because all the sexy stuff and all the amazing things about vampires, I completely forgot about that main thing about living forever. Yeah. So now that's just like a bonus. Yeah. But you know, the fountain of youth and all these different stories, there's loads of people seeking that everlasting life, right? And vampires is just one of them, exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sexy vampires, again, interview with a vampire, prime example. I think that made us all very excited about vampires as teenagers, huh? Yes. Definitely. So you, you've come up with the different connotations for vampires. Cause I was going to ask you, what is the first thing that you think about when you think of a vampire? Like if you could describe a vampire down to a T, what would you say? Yeah, I do go interview with vampire first off. I think like very pretty, very seductive probably living this like extravagant lifestyle which goes against this kind of I don't know you know if you're committing lots of crimes you'd think you'd be on the sort of down low but quite often (laughs) they're just out there huh in society yeah yeah, that's one of the things that makes me think oh this is unrealistic because you can't go around killing this many nobles and not be caught so when I think of vampires I do think of the same thing like seduction, money. But I also think if you have lived, like, I guess if you were turned, let's say, 17 something, something, just think of all the fabulous outfits you would have. And you know how fashion comes around. You get to a point where you wouldn't have to buy anything. Yeah, you're just like, I'll put these in my wardrobe. I'll get them out Mm. in 20 years. That's apparently the cycle, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So they've got everything and just fabulous garments forevermore. So I think that's that's kind of a bonus. The sucking of necks to get blood or sucking wherever could be thighs. It's just they go for a main artery, right? Or a good artery. Don't know where it flows. Yes. Admittedly, that bit puts me off. But as we are in the 21st century, 2020, 20, I don't know how it works. It used to like mm-hmm. a year. Mm. whatever (laughs) there are milk alternatives there must be blood alternatives they would have made something synthetic like they did in true blood in true blood exactly what was it called in true Mm. blood it was called true blood oh right i see oh now i've done there (laughs) but apparently it tastes gross and it's not as good as the real thing but as many alternatives are like the cheese alternative, it tastes gross. It'll do for whenever. It's a bit coconutty. It gets better over time. Yeah, you know, you get used to it. They used to alive. just have soy milk, and now we've got like right? almond milk and coconut milk and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and vegetarian vegan cheese is much better than it used to be. So give it time, vampires. You have time. That's right? something you do have. That seems and- to be another common theme, right? Ethical vampirism, because right. In interviews with a vampire at the beginning, Brad Pitt really struggles with killing people. So he lives off rats. Mm -hmm. And in Mm. true blood, you have the vampires that are okay with drinking blood. And then the ones that are only drinking this true blood. In this day and age, I totally believe that you could be a vegan vampire. Hmm. So according to history.com, 
we're going to get the true meaning of a vampire now. Yes. Vampires are evil, mythological beings who roam the world at night, searching for people whose blood they feast on. They may be the best known classic monsters of all. Most people associate vampires with Count Dracula or Count Dracula, as I used to watch that back in the day. The legendary blood-sucking subject of Bram Stoker's epic novel, Dracula, which was published in 1897, can you believe? So what is a vampire? There are almost as many different characteristics of vampires as there are vampire legends. But the main characteristic of a vampire is that they drink human blood. They typically drain the victim's blood using their sharp fangs, killing them and turning them into vampires. Or they just drink their blood and just leave them to it. Because I don't believe in turning everyone. I don't think everyone deserves to be a vampire. If I was a vampire, I'd be thinking logically, are you just food? Are you a bit of pleasure? Because we don't have to suck them dry either. Yeah. Let's be honest. Or am I going to make you my lifelong friend, my buddy, my pal, my hoe, and I'm going to turn you so we can live together forever? It's so funny because yeah. I said that about when, again, referring to the documentary Interviews of Vampire, I was like, <laughs> Tom Cruise's character, Lestat, didn't even know Louis brad pitt's character like they haven't even properly met and then he decides oh you're going to be my friend for life basically and by life we mean eternity that's a big commitment more yeah he just saw like a little spark that he liked he's like yep bestie but to be fair i've met a lot of people like that and i'm like you will be mine you are so awesome you are gonna be my best friend and you don't even know it yet yeah. So maybe that's how I might um, just turn people. But then, and then if you, you can make them dependent them. on you because you have to teach them how to be a vampire, then True. Y- you got True. your nails in, huh? Your claws in. Yeah, your fangs. Fangs. Literally. Have you yep. seen? So I've always, you know, how you can get your teeth, like body um, modification, like yeah. That? Body modification, yeah. Have you seen like the the fangs that you could get? I would totally get them because I think they look so cute. I think I they're super would. cute too. Shall we get some? Like not permanent ones, but well, I would get permanent. Hmm. <laughs> it's like the stuff that they build your teeth up with. Yeah, I yeah, have, like, it's just like veneers, basically. So, the bonding, or whatever. So I've actually got them on these teeth for your yeah. patrons. I'm actually pointing to the teeth next to my front teeth, so the the front ones didn't look so long. So they added to there. So whilst I was doing it in my head, I was like can't you just add some pointy ones to the other ones yeah. so I look like a vampire? Yeah, see how much this costs, and then we yeah. can do it together. How that would be much does it cost <laughs> to get vampire teeth? Yes, Google, that is what I meant. Ah. How much and obviously it? you can buy them and stick them on. A synthetic removable buy type them. is around $100 each. To have permanent okay. set, it's between $800 and $2,500. Filing okay. the teeth down and placing a permanent cap on your tooth. Oh. Yeah, so that is oh. like veneers. Yeah, but then actually the removable ones are between $2,000 and $5,000. $5, but what's removable? Removable on the day? Because I want them in for a bit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to wake up and put my fangs in. I don't know. We'll do some research. I might add yeah. some cute diamantes on mine and stuff. Or just get a grill, vampire grill. That'd be amazing. Mm. Okay, so um, vampire superstition thrived in the Middle Ages, especially as the plague entered towns. 
the disease often left behind bleeding male lesions on its victims, which was the to the uneducated was a sure sign of obviously you're a vampire. Vampires weren't really treated very nicely, obviously, just like witches and stuff. They were probably like put to death, um, which we're going to touch upon later. But there's so much around vampires. This seems to be like one of those urban myth type things that is a story that's treasured by so many people because there's books, there's films, there's people who believe that they're vampires and want to get into that realm of, you know, the dark side. Like I said, I have a, a love for vampires, but I'm like, nice vampire, surely. It's not all doom and gloom, right? Whenever you watch bag. interviews with Vampire and True Blood and the Twilight series, there's always mm. the evil vampires and then the better ones or the good ones. But even the good mm. ones, if they're not really good, are they? They're just like less bad than the bad ones. I guess. I guess. So have you read any vampire books? Yeah, so I loved Anne Rice. So I read most of her series because Interview with Vampire is the first in a series. And I actually really recently, like last year, read the Twilight series. I know it's for young adults, but my (laughs) neighbor, who is a bit witchy-woo-woo as well, she really recommended Mm -hmm. the series. She said it was really well written. And I have to admit, I really enjoyed the books. I recommend the books. The film cringed me out. (sighs) I don't know whether it was the acting or whether it was just, I don't know. Just a bit too teenager-y for you. In the books, they kind of go into the characters more and they explain the problematic stuff a bit more and they don't, Uh, in the films, it's all kind of washed over, but I don't know, it was, it was just creepy and not in a good way. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the films. Maybe the films were more young adulty and I don't know, but the books actually really, really enjoyed reading. So yeah. And then the other person I really liked, but she wasn't so vampire-y, was a, a writer. Oh no. Poppy C. Bright. I don't know if you ever read any of her stuff. She was fucking awesome. She had loads of vampire characters in different books. As a teenager, especially, I was all about the vampires. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the fact that you watched Interview with a Vampire Partner. I'm trying to think if that was the first kind of vampire film that I watched. I absolutely loved it. The acting and the storylines were superb. But you mentioned that was a book as well, right? Yeah. I'm not one of these people that reads the book, sees the film. I don't really read a lot. I listen to Audible and I just go straight to the film. But then again, I'm sitting next to my partner who's a book fiend. He's like, this is not how it should be. It's not happening in the book. So was the book and the film similar or just not really? I can't remember which one I did first, watching the film or reading the book. Mm. The books Mm. are amazing. Anne Rice is fucking phenomenal. And like I said, it was a whole series. I might reread them again. It's about time. Yeah. So I don't remember which one I did first, but definitely the film does the book justice. It's a rare case of the film doing, because the film is just fucking perfection, isn't it? Yes, it is. My partner hadn't seen it. Okay. Was he he wowed? Yeah, he he really enjoyed it. But yeah, can you, I just can't, I can't imagine my life without interview with a vampire. So I was like, where did, where were you? What was was he doing back in 1990 something? I mean, it was such a great time for, we talked about the Dracula film that came out at the time. Again, amazing cast, Gary Oldman, Richard E. Grant, Keanu Reeves at his peak and Winona Ryder in her peak, like fucking awesome. Obviously the craft came out around about then. It was such a great time for films. 
Yes. If you were in that sort of spooky vibe, which I think we all yes. are. So. But another one that is one of my favorite based on the book, obviously, Dracula. That came out first. And I remember, I think I must have been in primary school. I was really young. I really wanted to see it because, you know, do you remember watching, not Top of the Pops? Yeah, Top of the Pops and stuff like that. They had the lady from the Arrhythmics. What's her name? Enya? No, that's not Enya. The... Annie Lennox. Danny Annie Lennox. That's who I meant. Annie Lennox. Yes. <laughs> she did a song for the soundtrack and it was the it was so good. Coming through the and then back in those days, you'd have the song in the song. You'd have clips from the film. So I just remember watching the music video and just seeing all the clips from the film because it's 18. Obviously, I couldn't see an 18 at that point. And I was just like, this looks like the best movie in the world. I actually want to be a vampire. And then fast forward a few years and I got to see it, rented it from Blockbuster. Do you know what? That's probably my all-time favorite, favorite vampire movie. So good. I mean, so good. It is. Do you so remember good. it? Yeah, well, so I started watching it as well, but it was a little bit slower paced than Interview the Vampire Start. So we decided yeah. to save it for tomorrow being Sunday. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, I just wanted it Sunday morning pajama vibes yeah. for that film. But yeah, I, I seen it when it came out or, you know, in the 90s at some point. And yeah, just loved it. Huge fan of Keanu Reeves at the time. So that was one of my main driving factors of going to see it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just like, it's so yeah. beautifully filmed. The costumes. Because yeah, the other the thing I associate vampires home. with is like gorgeous 1800s costumes. <laughs> Yeah, you would have to have some kind of velvety cape of some description. Or some ball gowns and masquerade bar, balls and, and yeah. things around your head and everything like that. And elaborate hairstyles. Because yes. you've yes. got perfect hair, so you can do anything. <laughs> yes, it's very vampire hair. Vampire aesthetic. <gasps> vampire aesthetic. Yeah, so those are my top two. But then, then, did you watch... Oh, yeah, you did mention that. True Blood. I think I've watched that over at least three or four times. It's just the best. Yeah. What were the two guys called? Bill and Eric, right? Bill and Eric. Bill or Tim Eric? Uh, Eric, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. See, her going out with Bill just felt like her dating her Um, dad's friend or something. Literally. He was so boring. Suck it. Suck it. And it's like, it got to the point where I'm just like, Bill, can you just shut up? Either find something to do, stop moping around about being a vampire, get a just hobby. drink your true blood and just get over it. Like, come on, you're a vampire. You should be living it up with all that money mm. as well. Wasn't he rich? Ugh. I can't remember. But yeah, probably because yeah. all vampires yeah. are rich, apparently, according to TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eric was just so hot as well, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was a good series. I wish it could come back, but it just got a bit too weird towards the end. I actually stopped watching it after a little bit, but who was the other guy that I really liked? The werewolf. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name in real life. I think as it started, the, the emphasis was on the vampires, and then it kind of just got more and more like shapeshifters and werewolves, which kind of reminds me of Twilight, because haven't they got like different types of... Um, I would say fictitious, mythological creatures in it. Yeah, there's and always werewolves, werewolves with the vampires, isn't there? 
kind of yeah. makes sense though, because as we said, vampires, that's another thing. They only come out at night because the sun will destroy them. And werewolves are at night, in it? So yeah. they would like Joe Manganiello. Alcide Hervo. Alcide. Yes. He was quite cool. I stopped watching it because it just it did go a bit weird and um, the fairies and stuff. Oh yeah, because she yeah. was part fairy, wasn't she? So those are my kind of top three kind of vampire. Oh no, one more, one more. How can I forget? Blade. Of Blade? course. Of course. <laughs> the original, please. Right. Oh. Well, I actually I haven't seen something. the thing. I haven't oh. even seen it. Is, is is it a sequel or is it a remake? I think there's like three, three of them. Yeah. But as true sequels go, kind of not as good as the first one. Yeah. But because I'm a fan, I had to watch. So, mm-hmm. you know, I watched and it was still cool. But Blade, he was kind of a kick-ass vampire. I can't remember if he, did he hate being a vampire? I can't remember. Do you know the first time I watched Blade, I was having a sleepover Mm -hmm. at my friend's house and I was seven. (laughs) And for some reason, her dad was like, oh, I got this film for you. Made us watch it. I started crying because seven is too young to watch Blade. Yeah, my son's eight. I don't think I'd let him watch Blade now. I feel like as a parent, if you choose to let your your kid do something like that, that's fine. But like, to to let their friends... Right? Again, I'm not a parent, but I imagine you wouldn't you'd have reservations about showing it to your own kid, but especially someone else's yes. kid, right? Yes, so absolutely. I obviously get sad. I start crying and my mom has to come pick me up. One of those wasn't that bad because actually my friend lives on the same street. So oh, okay. but but yeah, watching that film at age seven in a in a unfamiliar house. Oh yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm trying to do the maths here because I'm sure I didn't watch Blade until I was in my 20s. But I think it was one of those ones that, I don't know, it just didn't get the publicity that the other ones got. Yeah. Maybe because it was more action. It wasn't necessarily vampire, vampire. Yeah. It was still uh, cool nonetheless. 1982. What, Blade? Sure. I'm thinking of a different film. I'm thinking of Blade Runner. Yeah, that's a completely different film, D. That's very futuristic. And I hope all the references that you mentioned about all of these things weren't about Blade Runner and was about Blade. It was half-half. <laughs> so you need some of this vampire elixir to keep your brain ticking, obviously. That, um, okay, eternal so youth. the film mm-hmm. I watched at my friend's house was Blade Runner. Why the film I saw scary? later and really liked was Blade. <laughs> Blade, okay. Because we've been talking, one of the underlying current themes of this podcast is amazing 90s movies. Wesley Snipes was in a lot of them. Demolition Man. Did you watch Demolition Man was the greatest. Hello. Of course I did. Demolition Man. Arnold Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. One second. Sorry. So it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger in Demolition? Was it not? Sylvester Stallone. Ah, totally got that wrong. To be fair, Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Sylvester Stallone. Kind of samey. If it wasn't that one in the film, it was going to be in the other one, wasn't it? Really. But anyway, yeah, that was an amazing film. And I'm going to have to watch it again because obviously I've forgotten. Do you remember they had the sex scene, which was basically virtual reality? 
Oh, you're gonna you're gonna have to watch it again. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I only watched it like the first time, and then a few years later, so it's completely gone in my brain. That's a Sunday movie in Demolition Man because he mm-hmm. gets brought back in the future, and so he's in this like crazy future environment, and so a lot of things have changed and blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. he um, can never figure out what how in the bathroom instead of toilet paper they've got these three seashells. And no one explains to him how he's supposed to use these three seashells. And when I first moved into my flat in Chiswick, you remember my flat when I lived in Chiswick? Yes, very nice. In my bathroom, I put three seashells and not one person ever (laughs) commented. I'm going to put that back. I'm going to install three more seashells. Yes, vampires. So I was going to say, I was going to ask you, because you know I'm all about the questions and finding out random stuff. We've spoken about four amazing vampire-based films, series type thing. If you could be turned, and I mean, both of us said we'd be vampires in a heartbeat, so it's not really going to be taking much and we'll probably just get turned by the man down the road. But what vampire, who would you choose that could turn you? And it oh. doesn't have to be any of the people that we've mentioned already. But um, what vampires it would be would you Louis. Turn you? Louis. Louis from Interview with the Vampire hey. Bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, in Interview with the Vampire, mm-hmm. he changes person dance. And it's a really weird relationship that you can't oh, go into too much. Good. It's not like there's anything sexual between them or whatever. Oh, but it's but like she's fatherly, a- uncle Kind of. Yeah, but a little bit, uh, I don't know, it's a little bit, yeah. Because obviously she's she's in the body of a child, but she's mentally like she's 300 a woman. years old. Obviously, watching that film as a teenage goth, I was like, <laughs> that fucking bitch, I'm so jealous of her. I wish that I was his weird little child vampire bride. You could have waited, so you were like 21 day to get turned, and then been like, female, come get yeah. me. Yeah. So would this be a sexual relationship or would you just be besties? With Brad Pitt? I don't know. If Brad Pitt in Interview with <laughs> Vampire, I mean, I don't want to presume. <laughs> I don't know how he feels. Consent <laughs> is important, so. Yes, but it is. I would only oh. want to be a vampire if I could live off mm-hmm. of people. I'd go to the golf clubs where, you know, I used to go out and there was all these people that were obsessed with vampirism and blah, blah, blah. And I think mm-hmm. you could very easily just feed off those people. Like you say, not drain them to yeah. death. They would fucking like love in it. True blood, they go to that club. I can't remember the name of the club. Yeah. 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 If I could okay. do that with Brad Pitt. Okay. What about you? you? What about me? Probably... Eric Northman, most definitely. I don't know why I'm second choice. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if we'd do the whole sexual thing because you know the lady that he turned that lives yeah. with him kind of loves him. I always thought she was cool. I loved her outfits always, and her well, maybe hair, I'd want to be turned by one of the girl vampires, you know, and have your True. bestie for life. Why it got to be all about men, huh? Because yeah, True. she would be. She would be the one. Yeah, I'd be with them too. I would just probably live with them, have the club. Their club was cool awesome. In my PVC outfit and just have a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'd hang out with them. Those would be my main crew. Probably go down the road and see Blade now and again. He's a bit miserable, so I can't be spending all my time with him. To I'm be Googling fair. what the club was called. Uh, Fantasia. 
Fantasia. I would be turned by Eric Northman and you would be turned by Louis. Speaking of fictitious people, obviously I've mentioned Eric Northman, you've mentioned them. Let's get a bit of flavour in there. If I had to do something fictitious, I would happily move to Wakanda and live in the cold weather with M'Baku from Black Mm -hmm. Panther, just because he's a fictitious person and vampires are fictitious. So I thought I'd throw that in there for the mix, which cleverly lead into, are vampires real? I once read an article that proved in quotation marks that vampires can't possibly exist, but I think there's a flaw (laughs) in their logic. I'm not saying vampires exist, but the argument they used, I don't think is correct. And it worked out that if they need to feed like once a week, for example, and if everyone they bite turns into a vampire, then the whole world would be vampires. We would all be vampires by now because they would convert everyone. Either they would kill them or they would convert them. But there are some people that believe, or some of the vampire myth is that they can, Mm -hmm. as we've discussed, just drink blood without killing or converting. Yeah. Yeah. So if that is possible, then who knows if they're real or not? Like that argument doesn't work, right? Right. Plus, they can heal really quickly, can't they? So again, I'm getting spliced. I, I, I need to do more research with the whole vampire thing because obviously these films add bits, add bits. So in True Blood, you could fix people's wounds by putting vampire blood and also wipe their memory, right? Mm. With the whole glare <laughs> thing. So if you're walking down the street, get bitten by a, a vampire, they suck a bit of your blood, but you're still alive. They fix your wound, never see it. Wipe your memory. No one knows. In interviews with a vampire, having Uh-oh. a bit of vampire blood is what converts you into a vampire. Oh. So it depends. We need to find the truth. We need to interview a vampire. That could be a good follow-on episode, actually interviewing a vampire. Yeah, if you any vampires or self-identifying vampires, because remember an interview with a vampire, another legend, Christian Slater was the journalist oh. interviewing yes. Brad Pitt and getting his yes. story down. We would yes. love to be your Christian Slater. Let yes, us know. That'd be quite cool. Right, right. Oh, so if you're female, thing. that would make the perfect episode for women who rebrand vampire. Rebranded as a vampire. Yes, exactly. So we've talked about quite a lot of myths. And again, I completely forgot about the walking at, around at night because obviously you get burnt up by the sun, which is kind of true. How to kill a vampire. How to kill a vampire. You remember? Yeah, because it's like the start yeah. of Interview with a Vampire, which I watched the other day. And he argues that some of them are not true. So oh. the stake through okay, the heart. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Sunlight. Yeah. Then there's other things that are meant to be like deterrents, like garlic or garlic. holy water. Yes, you could sprinkle and they're like, <sighs> kind of thing. Crucifix. Like a, That probably goes into exorcisms, doesn't it? Yeah. Crucifixes yeah. and stuff. I bet these rumors have come from like Scandinavian group of people yeah. who were so pale that they had to avoid the sun and True. probably got the plague. So they had lesions in their mouths anyway. Yeah. And they were Im- yeah. invading. So they were killing people. And oh, yeah, here yeah. you go. They're vampires. Yeah. I also read that some people who are believed to be vampires had symptoms. I don't know how you say it. Porphyria. 
Have you heard of that? Or Freya? Should we ask Google what that is? Mm-hmm. Oh, Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Not cooperate. Oh, yeah. Hey, Siri. What's porphyria? Porphyria is a group of liver disorders in which substances called porphyrins build up in the body, negatively affecting the skin or nervous system. Should I keep going? Yes. Okay, did you hear that? Right. (laughs) And it's believed that some symptoms of porphyria can be temporarily relieved by ingesting blood. Ooh. Your own blood or someone else's, or does that not matter? Well, it doesn't. That probably not your own blood because you're the one that's ill. So I guess you probably mm. need some other blood. Very lovely, Siri said. It's a disease that affects your liver. Like jaundice makes you yellow. So imagine yes. this one makes you like pale. That's another thing that we kind of hinted at. But vampires right. are always portrayed as being super pale because of, I guess, yeah. the no sunlight, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I would be totally pale if I didn't have any light. I always complain about being super pale in the winter months. But yeah, so I think there's just a lot of things that, like witches, things that you may have, like diseases and stuff, and they're like, right, you're obviously a vampire. So when these people actually died, they would still stake them in the heart while they lied in their coffin or tomb or whatever, just to make sure that they didn't come back. So they wouldn't necessarily, well, they probably did stake people through the heart that they thought were a vampire, but some waited until they died to actually do it. Do you know what else I bet you contributed to this legend? Okay, so you know the time, like, when everyone was dying of consumption and TB and, um, I don't know if those are the same thing, and yellow fever and whatever. And actually, Mm -hmm. they didn't really have, it sounds like an obvious thing, but they didn't have a clear way of assessing whether someone was dead. And some people that were so poorly, <sighs> people would assume they were dead, bury them. Oh. And then, yeah. So, exactly. But oh. I bet you mm-hmm. that kind of contributed lots of people supposedly coming back from the dead, but they weren't actually dead when they were buried. And this yes. is why there's a lot of, like, people paid for someone to watch their coffin overnight to make sure that they were actually dead. Or they even have some people that have had see-through coffins and all kinds of stuff because there was such a big fear and it was much more common than it is now to be buried alive, literally, because they thought you were dead when you were actually just that ill. But I'm guessing that this contributed to this idea of like coming back from the dead. Yeah, most actually, definitely. Actually, they're like, hey, man, I wasn't even fucking dead. Do you want to wait five <laughs> minutes before trying to inherit my state too? Like, my body just said I need to have a long sleep to get over this. And then you just come and kill me or just bury me alive. Please, exactly. I was just resting. But I like that idea. Someone watching your coffin. Then there was all kinds of mechanisms, like um, having like a string in your coffin and a bell above oh, ground. Oh, yes. I would totally do that but I'm not going to be buried. I'm going to be cremated. So that might prove. Yeah. So we just, I mean, let's just hope that technology has advanced so much that they can actually tell if you're dead or not. Yeah. Well, there was a case. um, I haven't got the information in front of me a few years ago of a girl. I think she was in India and at her funeral, she actually woke up and there was video footage of it. But to be honest, not to be like rude, or distasteful the girl that seemed like awake didn't seem awake awake it was like involuntary movements kind of thing oh, do you know like when you watch or something 
No, no, not rigor mortis, but it's just like the body just moving kind of thing. And then they took her home and then she actually died again. So she wasn't actually alive, alive. But you know, when you like go to, well, you watch these videos of certain restaurants and they've got food and they're kind of like just moving around and they say, well, they're not actually alive. It's just that involuntary electricity, Mm -hmm. your energy in their mood, in their bodies. So maybe a lot of that happened too when these people thought that people came back to life. Yeah. I just grabbed my forehead as you were speaking because I remembered another film which doesn't quite fall into the vampire category, but it does fall into the everlasting life slash amazing 90s movie category. Death Becomes Her. Oh, so yeah. When you were talking about Eternal Life and Elixir, I was obviously thinking of that and didn't mention it because the box just disappeared in my head. But yeah, they definitely give off vampire vibes without yeah. being a vampire. Because they, instead of blood, they had this elixir that they had to keep on drinking yeah. in order to kind Did of they keep, keep on drinking it. I thought they only had to drink it once. They drank it once. Oh no, that's it. They they were using him to maintain their body because he was yes. really good at yeah. So but only yeah. because they messed up their body by doing silliness by fighting each other when they shouldn't have been. They yes. should have been besties. They should Frenemies, have been besties. Yeah. So would that, you take that potion? I'd prefer that to being a vampire because obviously you don't have to like kill people or drink people's blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Isabel Rosalini. Oh, fuck. The lady. That the that lady? They, they, get, they get the potion from. She's beautiful. I remember watching that as a kid and just thinking, you are stunning in that outfit. You know, the, the chain yeah. thing and she takes it off and gives them a little brooch. <gasps> You like, should totally do her for Halloween. <gasps> you should oh, totally do her for Halloween. I almost have her hair. You do have um, her hair. Isabella Rossellini. Yes, I think that's what I said. Oh. Um, she's fucking fabulous in the film. So yes, yeah, she if, is. If, if she was like, take this, you can be like me. I wouldn't even ask her what it was. I've eaten worse things and done worse shit. So you're saying that you would happily let her turn you? Yeah. No questions asked. Oh, 100%. I'd do whatever she wanted. Okay. Right. Her house right. was awesome. That. Her outfit was she's awesome. she's rich. And she also had like, didn't she have like... Dobermans. Or... Oh, Dobermans. Dobermans. That was it. Yeah. I knew she had some cool That's animals. Sexy. I mean, yeah. she lived, She literally lives my dream life. So yeah. For it's sure. like all of these stories do really sort of glamorize living forever. It's like they make living yeah. forever like the best thing I ever. Would... Need to guarantee, I would need guarantees that living forever would not mean living my life forever. It would have <laughs> to be a different life. Because if I was forever, forever sorting out contents insurance issues and getting my car MOT'd, do you know what I mean? I mean, Fuck you'd that. have to do all that boring stuff just to, you know, slip under the radar. Because like in the film, she was saying you can be around for a certain amount of time, but then you have to disappear. And I think I'd be okay with disappearing as long as I just had someone that was turned with me. So you, obviously, we wouldn't be frenemies. We'd be actual, like, friends. friends. Yeah. So we wouldn't need someone like Danny to cover us in morgue paint type thing. Oh, you remember he used car spray paint. He found out the car spray. Yes. (laughs) That was it. That was it. Because it was true tones and stuff. Yeah. So I think for me... The, the concept of living forever does sound fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I wouldn't mind. Well, I, I mean, mind. if you if it was accompanied with being rich and you could pay someone to do all the boring admin stuff, then yeah, 100%. I think we could, though. But, like, literally, if 
we had the wealth that we had now. And this is just a short span. Let's say I, I've already planned to live to like 107. That's, that's my life span. So 107, this is the amount of money I've got. Let's say a million. Each span of 100 years is more millions, isn't it? You know, buy our houses now. Right? It's like if gonna we bought a house in 60 billion in in five years you know? exactly so, yeah. and that's how we'd be rich no mortgage because we bought our house in 1605 yeah you'd have oh. to guarantee that you got this shit sorted because if you were a homeless yeah. vampire it'd be very hard to get in the system and get any kind of government help or anything because you'd be like yeah we, no no this is my oh, genuine yeah, birth certificate no i was born in well, we could buy those yeah yeah, yeah. not well, if you're homeless okay. and you're poor so all right so we'll be we'll be rich vampires slash eternal beings okay so (laughs) we didn't even speak about real vampires we're just talking about the essence of real vampires oh also Um, you know what you could do you could borrow lots of money mm -hmm. from people knowing you're gonna outlive them true i bet that's that's what vampires do that's true you never have to pay it back just not from the banks because obviously they keep track no but like from individuals Fake your death lots of times and yeah. start over. Mm-hmm. But then you would have to be the same age forevermore. Ah, so what age would you choose? Yeah, because I was thinking this when I watched Interview with a Vampire. I was like, lucky he got turned when he, when he was like Brad Pitt, when he was like hot and young. Because imagine, yeah. and this and was probably 10. Kirsten Dunst, that she was changed when <sighs> she was a child. And so one of her big frustrations was forever being a child, you know? Yeah, I would hate so that. So I was thinking, oh my how gosh. fucking shit would it be to be fucking changed as like a really old person so you're going to live forever but everyone's going to treat you like an invisible old person because you know how society is so ageist mm-hmm, 100% Although, so what age would you choose uh, because it's not even your mental is it because you're just going to be oh no super super clever because you just know everything about everything at some point yeah but it's about the aesthetic the look so I think I'll go D? for this age because I like okay I like being, so I'm 39 now. I like being this age. You're not looked at as like a suspicious youth. You're not, you're an adult, but you're not like old in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Watch when you turn to 40. Then it's like, I'm old. Okay. We're talking six months here. So <laughs> that's depressing. So you'd be 39. Yeah. So yeah, mid thirties. I'd be happy with that. What about you? Okay. So I'm looking at old pictures, not now, but mentally. And you know how that Facebook thing comes up. I hate Facebook so much. Don't suck them in. Don't get me. I look at old photos and I'm like, I look so much better now. Imagine having that feeling, but looking at pictures of you from a hundred years ago and thinking, what was I thinking? <laughs> Vampire problems. <Literally. laughs> was that velvet gown sarita what are you <laughs> thinking darling and that crown and tiara oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so i guess i would probably be 40 but i'm assuming i'm gonna splice two things here like death becomes her with the vampire thing the death becomes her elixir makes you have that young body so as we saw when she drunk the elixir her boobs popped up to her and 20s her i like those yeah yeah i would have that i would have my yeah. 20s boobs and bum but if not oh no plastic surgery wouldn't work with it because it would just undo everything would it i don't know it would undo it yeah um, yeah because remember when kirsten dunce cut her hair and it all just grew back grew back it did yeah yeah so i'd have to choose a point where my hair was amazing and everything was banging 
And then I Imagine could fucking I, vampire I comes on like your off day and you're like, really? I like, know. And then you're forever like, I was yeah. ill that day forevermore. I've got COVID forevermore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's just stick with 40. I would be a 40 yeah. year old vampire. That's a good name for a book. 40 year old vampire. <laughs> I like Because I'm in that middle stage of not being looked at, like, like you said, a youth or a stupid 20 something. I'm just putting these quotations because they're like stereotypes, aren't they? Because there are very yeah. clever 20 somethings. But then I'm not like ancient where people are like, ew. And like when I have meetings, I have a lot of meetings because I work with a bunch of different organizations and whatnot. I have a lot of meetings mm-hmm. with like the trustees, which tend to be sort of older men. Okay. And I mm. feel like I have more confidence asserting myself around them, which I'm sure would grow mm-hmm. if I was a vampire and mentally I was 300 years old. But you know, I'm of an age now where they, I feel more respect from them because they don't look at me as like a young child anymore. I'm like, I've reached an yeah. age where I'm I'm definitely an adult and they listen to me and seek my advice. Good. I have less imposter syndrome and stuff. So yeah, okay. again, I think all that uh-huh. would change if you had the confidence of a motherfucking vampire. See, this is what it is though. It's down to confidence because mm. imagine you just had the confidence, but you look 20, but had the confidence of a vampire. So you'd still be rocking it. Yeah, but you know, there'd still be people that dismissed you True. because of how you look. Uh, Think well, of Kirsten Dunst. Doesn't matter if she came up with amazing True. theories or whatnot, they would still be like, but she's a You're child. A child. Yeah. It's true. All right. So, real vampires, real vampires do exist. There are normal seeming people who drink small amounts of blood in an effort to stay healthy. And also, aren't there like, um, those vampire facials that you can get where they actually use your own blood. Have you seen that? Yeah, they take out your blood and then they do some centrifugal thing to get out some of the parts mm-hmm. of the blood. And then mm-hmm. do they inject it back or do they massage it on so, you? Inject it back? No, it's like there's a, like a little spiky thing. It kind of looks like if you've done pattern cutting, it looks like that kind of wheel that you yeah. use to mark. So you literally, it's a spiky thing and you do that all over the skin. And oh, well, I that's dermaplaning. You... I think that's something else. But that's a type of um, type. doing the vampire yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's like massaging all the blood and stuff like that, bringing it to the surface. There's ways to be young by using blood. But I think mm. the best ethical thing would be to use your own blood. I mean, I no complication. seems a bit safer. Like if I you guess, could use I mean, your own people... blood to stay young, would you? Like if it was definitely something that worked. Would I mean, you drink we all blood? do it in that, like, you know, when you have a cut, you put your finger in your mouth, don't you? If you've got a cut in your finger or whatever. We've I all mean, I did when I was blood. like 10, not now. Oh, I probably still do it. We've Very all... irony. Yeah. But we've all tasted blood, basically. Yeah. Some true. point. A rest day. It's not like okay. a horrendous flavor. Well, I don't particularly like the taste of blood. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm anemic that I'm like, mm, iron. <laughs> yeah. What was the okay. question? Go, go. <laughs> We're talking about real vampires there. So there are people that um, drink small amounts of blood to stay healthy. There are communities out there that self-identify as vampires, and they can be found on the internet and in cities and towns around the world, living their life as vampires. But some vampires, like we said, ethical vampires, don't ingest human blood, but claim to feed off the energy of others. So we're going into like... Oh yeah, fucking psychic vampires. We know they exist. We've met them loads. Yes. Narcissists, succubus, 
But then you get good energy, don't you? And you can feed off of good energy. So we could be good vampire succubuses, right? Yeah, I guess. Is that what they're identifying as? Yeah. Well, so yeah, there are actual self-identified vampires out there. So maybe we don't see them during the day because they're out at night. I have met a couple of people, like I said, in my goth days, going to the electric ballroom on a Friday and then slime light on a Saturday. Electric ballroom. So the other way around. (laughs) No, Uh, I really... Friday, electric ballroom. Yeah. Full tilt. And then Saturday night, slime light. Met lots of people that called themselves vampires. Right. And some of them Did you befriend any of these people? No, I don't think I was friends with any of them. Not because they were vampires, but because I just didn't like yes i didn't like many people that i met and meet (laughs) some of them would drink each other's blood which thoroughly unhygienic checks. i would not recommend that to your listeners to drink other people's blood it's like sharing a needle and getting a tattoo with someone you don't do that or like being blood brothers and all that not a good idea no i don't recommend that at all no Okay, great. They're doing it consensually, but I can't imagine that they're getting all the tests and then doing it in a sterile (laughs) clinic with a doctor. Going back to your Patreons. Patreons. Is it Patreon or patrons? Well, they're patrons on Patreon. Mm. All right. You've made so many references about your goth days. I think you need to put up some pictures on your Patreon. Did you see the picture that my sister posted recently or reposted? No! I just need to find it because you're going to fucking piss yourself laughing. She posted oh, it. I'm going to love you. I'm going to see gonna... it and be like, I wish I was friends with her back in those days. You will. My sister and I, we used to be mm-hmm. goths. And this was on a family holiday. In... Where were you? <laughs> in the Lake District. Wow. <laughs> with my parents. I think I was maybe 14 and she was 12, 13. Oh my gosh, you really just do like look like you were children of vampires. I right? absolutely love it. Type of negative jumper. It was one of my favorite jumpers. I don't know what my sister's you two wearing, look but so cool. Definitely. I think there's something about dressing all in black though. You know me, I like my colorful stuff. But then I there are some days I'm just like black, all black. I even wore a black top for this episode. It just looks sexy. There's something sexy. mysterious about it, sexy, right? Sexy, mysterious, sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> she says, it. covering her black outfit with leopard print. <laughs> so sophisticated. <laughs> and pink nails for me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we were talking about vampires and graves and stuff and how people were put to death. Recently, the New York Post, just a few days ago, actually, they found skeletal remains of a woman was likely to believed as a vampire at the time she died because the skeletal remains, she had a sickle around her throat. So this looked like a metal device going all the way around and that was still there on these remains. They thought that she would have been a vampire. Was that this... to make sure she couldn't come back from the dead or something? I, I assume so. I assume so. They found her in Poland and they said it's a 17th century graveyard. So she'd been pinned to the ground with the sickle across her throat. Mm. So I'm hoping that she was dead before they did that. Because um, if not, I guess that's probably how she would have died. 
But this sickle is actually a popular farming tool that was commonly used by suspicious poles in the 1600s to try and restrain a deceased person thought to be a vampire. So they couldn't return from the dead. So yeah, you're right. Um, she was, she'd be dead. And then that's put over her neck. So she couldn't then get up and wreak havoc. Oh, that's creepy. So also she had a padlock wrapped around her toe, which also goes into the theory that she was considered a vampire at the time. The lock would have been used during the burial process to symbolize the impossibility of returning. Mm. If you were struggling, you wouldn't mind missing a toe. I don't know. Yeah, and also if you're you're scared of vampires, you'd be like, "Um, I want a bit more protection against this symbol (laughs) of not returning. Like... True. But I guess it's just a nice symbol. It's not a nice symbol. It's just a symbol. The main thing was the neck thing. The 17th century had loads, loads of reports of outbreak of vampires. It was just like around that time. The epidemic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Vampire epidemic. So there was loads of unusual burial um, practices that became common in Poland. So I don't even think that this would be a crazy thing to uncover because there were so many people that were treated like vampires when they died. And so many practices like mutilation or whatever, just to make sure that these people couldn't come back to do loads of things to their local villages. Might as well, like our superstitions episode. You'd be like, "Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, if this will work or not, but (laughs) why not? What's the harm? Sickles weren't the only things that they did. They would often cut off their heads, cut off their legs. Place so they couldn't run the after deceased. you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But also place the deceased face down to bite into the ground. I'm not sure what that's about. Because if you woke up, you'd be like, ah, oh, gross. I'm not going to continue doing that. But then I guess if you had the thing around your neck, you couldn't. Maybe they thought they were just going to like suffocate or something. They would burn them. And smash them with a stone. So basically just obliterate the bodies. So they had absolutely no way of coming back. Nice. Yeah. That's me for the vampire episode. Sorry to end on such a downer. Yeah. Thank you for talking to me about sexy vampires. That's going to be it. Should I I make the episode title Sexy Vampires? I think so. (laughs) I think you should. With a whole picture of me photoshopped in with Eric Northman. And yeah, the other with, girl. With your at, at real With my real fangs. And me yes. as a, a, a revamp of my 90s goth <laughs> days. Check out Women Who Rebrand because, well, I'm on it sometimes for a start. Yes. And Sarita's on it all the time. So what, what more <laughs> could you ask for of a podcast when you're not Amazing. listening to this one? <laughs> all thank right. You. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We Know the Moon is the official podcast for the Goddess Temple Twickenham. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also visit our website, weknowthemoon.co.uk, for all of our upcoming events and merch. If you sign up for any amount on our Patreon, you'll be able to watch our video recordings of our podcast from Season 4 onwards. With all the raw bits, that usually means more swearing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>